Amen. So I've discovered that I have this really, really um, particular interest in how the Bible talks about wisdom. So some of you might know this because we, I've talked about wisdom before from different um, passages in the New Testament. Um, I've preached several sermons on the biblical idea of wisdom, but funnily enough, I have never preached a message from what a lot of people would consider to be the king of wisdom literature, the king of, of, of talking about wisdom in the Bible, which is probably what a lot of you, what it would come to mind is Proverbs, right? This, there's so much wisdom packed into Proverbs, um, and it's so, so important to understand biblical wisdom, yet I've never preached a sermon from it, which I think is weird, but I, I, I think it's about time that I do so. Um, but I thought that this seemed like a very natural um, and um, good thing to encourage our graduates, these students who are stepping into this new time in life, to encourage them in the ways of wisdom. I thought that was such an important thing that as these students begin to go into life, they begin to go into uh, adulthood, I, I think it's so important that we encourage them with the ways of wisdom, with biblical wisdom. Because they're going into the world and they need to know not only what to do, but how to live, how to be who they are. And that's what wisdom speaks to in many ways. But before we get into Proverbs, before we get into biblical wisdom, and we talk about this awesome, awesome concept, I have to tell you something. All right. Now, this is a little bit painful for me, I'll be completely honest. I, I have to tell you about one of the most embarrassing things to ever happen to me, okay? So, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry if you can see how uncomfortable I am on my face. But, I, I, really, this was one of the most embarrassing things that has ever happened to me. And the funny thing is, you all are probably thinking of something that's happened here. Because there's been a lot of embarrassing things to happen to me here. But it's not even something that happened here. So whatever you have in your mind that you already know about, that's not it. There's something more embarrassing. Okay? Um, and, and how could that be? I don't know. They're just, this is just my life. Right? So um, this, I was in a class at SAGU. Okay? And it was my first semester. So here I am. I'm green. I'm going to college. I'm excited about learning. And I'm in this class. And we have this project. And the project is you can choose to write a paper or you can choose to do something artistic, expressive about worship. Okay? And so I'm like, ooh, I'm going to write a paper. <laughs> you know? And then my teacher, he said, no, 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 no. Just you, surely you have something. Surely you have something you can do. And I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. And some of you might know I, I like to play the drums. I like to play the guitar a little bit. And um, so I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the guitar and I'm going to loop myself, which if you don't know, that's where you, you press a button and what you just played continues to play. And you can play over it. And, and then, then I'm going to play the drums over my loop. That's going to be cool. That's going to blow them away. And then I'm going to talk about my history of, of playing with the worship team as a kid and how, you know, my story of how I used to feel guilty for having fun because I enjoyed it. And then I was really, oh, wait, wait, we should enjoy worship and we should enjoy music. And that's, so anyways, I, that's my, that was my idea. Well, I go to do it and I have Jillian, my wife, help me. We bring all of the stuff up to the classroom. So embarrassing. Bring all of this stuff, like literally a big amp and a 
pedal board and a guitar and some drums. And I'm setting up, it looks like I'm moving in, right? Like I'm going to do like a concert, you know, at Red Rocks or I don't know, some big amphitheater. It looks crazy, right? And everyone's like, ooh, what's he going to do? And it's, of course, it's building them up thinking I'm going to do something really awesome. And, and then, so it's my turn, and I am so nervous that I'm shaking, and all of a sudden, I forget how to play the guitar. <laughs> and I'm like, like just tr- struggling through this, and, and, and when you loop something, it's looped. So you play, it goes again. And so every time I would mess up, and then it would loop it over and over, and it was just like grating to the ears. So humiliating, and I'm just struck. And, and every time it gets worse and worse, because the worse it becomes, the more nervous I become. And the teacher's like, yes, wow, wow. <laughs> like just trying not to like roast me in front of the class. So I'm humiliated. And anyways, I end up just like just getting through it and saying my my what I'm going to say with my eyes down. And and I'm just humiliated. We and then, of course, I have to walk out of the classroom with all of this junk. Like everyone's watching me. I'm just like, yeah, you know, so I'm I'm just so embarrassing, so embarrassing. And I went downstairs and I told Jillian, I want to hide my face forever. Like, I don't I can't go back to this class. Forget getting a degree. I'm done. Like I can't. It's over. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed that I was just kind of mad. I was like so embarrassed. I was mad like at the world, at myself, of course, even at God a little bit, I guess. And I just like, why, God, why? Why was I mad? Why was I embarrassed? And here's the truth. It was because of pride. It was because of pride. In this moment, my pride was hurt. I cared so much about what other people thought of me that I wanted to hide in a cave forever, right? I cared so much about what others thought of me that I I, I didn't want to go back to class. I was so humiliated because of pride. I was prideful, and my pride, it set me up for disgrace. But here's the deal, okay? The truth is, I'm not alone, right? Like, I'm not alone here. We've all probably had a moment where we realized we had a pride issue. We've all been in a moment, graduates, you included, even though you're on top of the world and nothing can take you down, right? You've had a moment where you've realized, probably hopefully, that you've had a pride issue. You know, we've all had moments where we, have, we thought so much of ourselves and our own abilities, our own um, uh, intellect, our own ideas. We thought so much of ourselves that when things don't go the way we want it to, when things don't go the way we expect it to, we're embarrassed and we're prideful and we're hurt and our pride is shown. Or maybe it's not an embarrassing moment. Maybe for some of you, it's a, it's a time where you couldn't admit that you were wrong. I've never done that. Don't ask Jillian about it, okay? Uh, but you couldn't admit that you're wrong. You, you, you have issues with authority. You can't listen to someone who's telling you, no, you have to do this. Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a parent. 
Maybe it's a teacher. And it reveals your pride. We've all had those moments where pride just gets in the way and it messes things up. It disrupts our relationships and it brings disgrace. But here's the deal. We can reject pride and avoid disgrace. And we can embrace humility and welcome wisdom. You see, this is not a new problem, pride. It's not. Uh, God uh, speaks through Solomon in, the, in Proverbs, and uh, he, you know, he's going to help us with this issue because it's not a new problem. It's old. It's human to be prideful. But we have to listen to what the Word of God is saying. In Proverbs 11, verse 2, if you'll turn with me, Proverbs 11, verse 2. This is what it says. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. I'm going to read that again. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. You're hearing me, graduates. With humility comes wisdom. See, we find this proverb in a section of Proverbs that explores wisdom uh, and the opposite of wisdom with short, memorable sayings that are about right action and wise living. They're about righteousness in action. It's about wisdom. And it's exploring these things. Uh, And and in chapter 1 of Proverbs, we discover that the book was compiled for the purpose of instructing all people, no matter who they are, in wisdom. Whether you're old or whether you're young, have wisdom. Whether you're a woman or whether you're a man, have wisdom. Whether you're this personality type, you know, type A or blue-green, whichever test you take, I don't care. Or whether you're this personality type, have wisdom. Right? So, the, the, you know, chapter 1, it, it tells us the purpose is to instruct everyone in wisdom. In one's, uh, one, chapter 1, verse 7, um, God, uh, it calls God's people to fear God. In other words, it calls God's people to respectfully obey and worship God. It also explains that the fool rejects wisdom. So listen, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Don't reject wisdom. So listen to what Proverbs has to say. But be careful because here's the deal. We have to be sure we we understand what Proverbs are trying to do, what these Proverbs are trying to do. They're trying to instruct in wisdom, yes, but in what way? See, Proverbs often deals with generalities. Right, So this might strike us as kind of odd or imprecise, because here's the deal. We live in a culture that values accuracy, that values absolutism, right? We live in a culture that wants facts, right? Give me your facts. And that's good, and that's, that's, that's important, but par- Proverbs are sometimes a bit different, yet they still communi- communicate truth. 
For example, um, um, just to use a modern example to, to um, illustrate kind of what I'm talking about, we often will say things like, birds of a feather flock together, right? But we'll also say things like, opposites attract. See, these things might seem to contradict one another, yet they're both equally valid and very true because they describe truth in different situations. Some people really appreciate others who have similarities to them, while others are complemented by their opposite. Jillian and I, for example, right? Both very true. The early bird gets the worm, but good things come to those who wait, right? Which, which is it? Which is it? Well, we're dealing in generalities. We're, we're talking about true things in different situations, both seemingly opposite at times when held up next to each other, but equally valid. True because life is complicated. So yes, we should value accuracy, we should value facts, but life is complicated. And Proverbs speaks to a very complicated life and tries to give us wisdom no matter where we're at. What do we need? What do we need? Proverbs should help us by saying, that it is essential that we grasp wisdom. wisdom. But Proverbs also tells us, and this is interesting, that we need wisdom to interpret wisdom. Now, this is kind of <laughs> tricky, right? It's tricky. If you're not wise, it's, you're going to struggle to interpret wisdom. And that's very true. So it's kind of like, what do we do with that? Well, we should try to have wisdom. We should try to be wise. We should try to hear what Proverbs is saying. So let's use some wisdom to interpret this bit of wisdom um, by looking at it in two parts, okay? One, reject pride and avoid disgrace. Reject pride and avoid disgrace. This is found in, in verse 2a. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. When pride comes then comes disgrace. See, pride has to do with thinking too highly of oneself. Pride has to do with thinking too highly of one's own abilities, one's own ideas of right and wrong, one's own ideas of fact and fiction. Pride has to do with thinking too highly of oneself. And the word for disgrace here. It carries this idea of social failure. Social failure. So pride, thinking too highly of yourself, brings disgrace or social failure. It disrupts relationships. It breaks down relations with one another. It brings disgrace. So to illustrate this, I have a, a, another story about me. I know, I'm just picking on myself a lot today It's because this is an embarrassing one too. When I was a teenager, okay, I was kind of a jerk, <laughs> like a lot of people. And, I, you know, sometimes maybe I'm a little bit of a jerk still, but I'm trying not to be people, so help me, okay? But when I was a teenager, I was, ah, I was a little bit of a jerk. And I remember my parents had to sit me down and they had to tell me to shape up, right? They had to tell me, listen, 
You can't talk to us this way. You can't act this way. You have to clean up after yourself. You have to do certain things. You can't just shut down and go in your room and ignore everyone or, or whatever it was at the time. They're telling me, hey, you got to shape up. But here's the deal. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell me I was wrong. There was no way you could convince me I, would, I had done anything wrong. And so I began to sit there in the chair I was, as I was talking to my parents, and I began to grip the arms of the chair, and my face began to get red, and I just began, began to get so mad because I knew that my parents were being ridiculous, and I did nothing wrong. Right? Now, okay, you're laughing because it's probably a pretty familiar situation, right? Like you've probably either been the one with the red face and gripping the chair or you've been on the other side. Let's be honest, it's been both, right? It's been both. You, you've experienced this situation where either you or someone you're talking to could not see past their own pride. They thought too highly of themselves and they couldn't see what others were trying to say. See, pride is blinding. It makes reality invisible. Pride, when you think too much of yourself, you, you forget to see others. You forget to hear others. Others' perspectives, others' opinions, others' valuable experiences. And this disrupts relationships. It disrupts relationships. Many of us, and hopefully graduates are listening, and, and, and not only graduates, but us other students and young people, many of us are in this same position now. We're gripping the arms of the chair. We're mad as all get out. And we're not going to listen to what others are saying. We're not going to listen to what God's word is saying. We're not going to listen to what our parents is, are saying what our boss is saying, what our friends are saying, what our fill in the blank. But what if, what if we would just stop and what if we would reject pride and avoid disgrace? What if we would say, you know what, I'm not going to think too highly of myself. I'm going to question my own, you know, my own ability, my own intellect, my own ideas. I'm going to say, you know what? This isn't about me. I want to hear what you have to say, God. I want to hear what you have to say, parents. I want to hear what you have to say, fill in the blank. Reject pride and avoid disgrace. See, once we reject pride and avoid disgrace, we can start to see clearly. Because again, pride is blinding. We can start to see clearly. And we can embrace humility and welcome wisdom. Now, I started by talking all about wisdom. Wisdom is so important. So this journey has taken us, has taken us so far through rejecting pride, which is thinking too highly of ourselves, avoiding disgrace, which disrupts our relationships and brings social failure, and now it's brought us to what we're supposed to do, to embrace humility and welcome wisdom. See, the antithesis of pride that brings disgrace is humility that brings wisdom. 
So to the person who thinks too highly of themselves, which is probably a lot of us if we're being honest, you know, they can only see it their own way. Solomon says, or God says, humble yourself. To the person who thinks too highly of themselves, God says, humble yourself. See, here we find a reversal that I found very, very similar to a a, a reversal that's commonly described in the New Testament. When Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, the high will be made low and the low will be made high. The prideful should be humbled while the humble embrace wisdom. You see this reversal that's so important because it's so it's so much so the opposite of how we think about the world. For us, wisdom is about prestige, influence. It's about growth. It's about money. It's about success. It's about this, 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 and this. But the Bible says, no, no, no. Wisdom is about humility. Wisdom is about humility. This is this incredible reversal that we see all throughout the Bible. God's kingdom, in God's kingdom, the humble are honored and the prideful are humbled. So we're taught to humble ourselves, to reject pride, to embrace humility and wisdom. So I remember this story about my dad. And my dad, oh man, he's just a great guy. I love my dad so much, and he's so humble. But he's not perfect, right? No one is. And so I remember this story. I was really young. We were living in Topeka, Kansas. My dad was a youth pastor. And we were driving, and we, got, we stopped to get some gas near my house. And I don't know, it was a sunny day. That's how I remember it. It was pretty outside. I was having a good old day. Well, my dad was either, I can't remember exactly how it went, but he was at the gas pump, and he was trying to pump gas, and the guy had to turn it on. Like, the guy who was working at the gas station had to turn it on, and he kept pressing the button to, like, say, hey, do it, and, um, or turn it on, and, and there was just a mi- miscommunication. They weren't communicating very well. Well, the guy said, hey, hold on, you jerk. And my dad, this rubbed my dad the wrong way because he's just thinking, hey, I'm not being, I'm just trying to get gas. So he lost his temper a little bit and he said, hey, no, you're the jerk. I'm just trying to get gas or something along those lines. He said, no, you're the jerk. Well, I'm a little kid. I'm sitting in the car. I hear this. And so we have this conversation. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but I remember telling my dad, hey, you should apologize. You can't call you shouldn't call someone a jerk. And my dad, you know, being the humble person that he is, he had already been like, yeah, I lost my temper. And he's, you know, feeling bad because he did, doesn't want to do that. And, and, and I'm like, Dad, you got to apologize. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to. Come, It's okay. It's fine. Let's just go. So we left. Well, I would bother him for weeks. I would say, Dad, did you apologize to that guy yet? Dad, did you apologize to that guy yet? It was really not a big deal. But to me as a kid, I just thought my dad's salvation was on the line, right? Like, I, you know. <laughs> Dad, did you apologize to that guy yet? You called him a jerk. And my dad, such a humble man, was humble enough to say, I'm going to listen to my whatever, however old I was, four or five-year-old son. I'm going to drive back to this gas station. I'm going to go out of my way. He looked for the guy. He looked for the guy. He found him, and he apologized. The guy didn't he probably didn't even remember what he was talking about. 
But my dad was humble enough to say, I'm not going to listen to myself. I'm not going to say, no, that's insignificant. It doesn't mean anything. I'm forgiven with Christ. I don't need to make reparations with this guy. It was no big deal. No, he was humble enough to say, I'll listen to a little kid and I'll go back. I'll make a fool of myself finding this guy and apologizing because I, that's, the right, that's the right thing to do. I'm humble. That's, what, that's my dad. That's what he did. And that's what he displayed for me. See, he rejected pride. He rejected it. Maybe in the moment he didn't when he said, yeah, no, you're the jerk, right? But, he, but eventually he rejected pride and he avoided disgrace. And in so doing, he embraced humility and he welcomed wisdom. And to many, it might not seem like wisdom because it came from a, 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 a stupid child. To many, it might not seem like wisdom because he had to go out of his way and make a fool of himself. But in the kingdom of God, that's wisdom. That's humility. We must, we must see the damage that pride can cause to our relationships. With God and with people. It can destroy our relationship with God because we won't hear it. We won't hear what he has to say. We won't listen to his word. We won't be changed. We won't be um, convicted. We won't be challenged. But it will mess up our relationships with people. We won't see their side of things. We, won't, we don't care what they think, how they feel. It doesn't matter Pride gets in the way, and it messes up these relationships. We have to see this damage, and we have to embrace humility so that we can grow in wisdom. Here's the deal. You all probably know someone, and I pray to, to, to God that you're not one of these persons, but we probably all know someone who has let pride ruin their life. Nothing is ever their fault. Nothing. They, they think too highly of themselves. They're too prideful. And so they go through life destroying relationship after relationship, marriage after marriage, child after child. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Pride destroys their relationships, and then they're left bitter and alone, mad at the world because of everything that's been done wrong to them. Because they're so blinded they can't see they can't see past themselves to see others. They're so blinded. God, help us not to be. God, help us not to be that bitter, angry individual. Amen. God, help us not to be bitter, angry people claiming to be a part of your kingdom, claiming to be a part of your church, but rejecting humility and wisdom. God, help us. See, you have a choice today. You have a choice today. Graduates, you have a choice today. And as you go out into your life, as you go out into asking what's right in this situation, what should I do? How should I live righteously? How do I obey God? How do I fear God? When you go out and you do these things, you have a choice today and, and forever. You can either live with pride, bitterness, and disgrace, or you can choose to, re to reject pride. Avoid disgrace, embrace humility, and welcome 
wisdom. And this is so important because this brings this all together and it sits this proverb, this little verse that's so important in the larger narrative of Scripture. See, Jesus, this is what he modeled for us. Jesus embraced humility. He rejected pride. So much so that he went to the cross. He died a death that is unthinkable. He died the death of a traitor, of a terrorist, at the hands of the enemy, the people who he was supposed to overthrow. But instead of coming with an army to overthrow them and kill them, he laid down his life. Humility. And some people call that foolish. We talked about this in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1. Some people call this foolish. But to God and in God's kingdom, this is ultimate wisdom. This is the ultimate display of God's action in the world. This is the ultimate display of wisdom for us. Our model for living. Our model for wisdom. He shows us humble sacrifice. But we want to take this and twist it and we want to be, think too highly of ourselves and continue in pride and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't make sense with Jesus' message, with who Jesus is. So God, help us. And next time, listen, next time you're in a situation where you're, you're inclined to think too much of yourself, will you say out loud, I reject pride, I avoid disgrace, I embrace humility, and welcome wisdom. Or you can shorten it. You can say, I reject pride, I embrace humility and wisdom. I reject pride. Get it away from me. I don't think too highly of myself. I'm going to try not to think too highly of myself. I'm going to embrace humility and wisdom. And let this guide your relationships, your situations, the moments where you're wondering what's the right thing to do. How should I deal with this person? How should I deal with this fight with my spouse or with my teacher or with my boss or with my... Reject pride. Embrace humility and wisdom. And will you let Jesus be the example of what humility is? Humility isn't a false humility where you say, oh, I'm nothing. I'm just nothing. I'm just, I'm just, uh, hallelujah. And then, you, you know, you go into like an awesome sermon or something. You know, no, that's not humility. Humility wouldn't be for me to get up here and be like, I'm just such a bad preacher, guys. I really want you to affirm me. No, that's not humility. That's fishing for a compliment. And it's really annoying. It's one of my pet peeves. Don't do it. <laughs> Humility is laying your life down for the sake of others. Rejecting your own pride so that you can see past your own ideas, your own selfishness, your own ways to see others and live for others just like Jesus did. And again, Jesus was absolute in his truth and the truth that he communicated. I'm not saying lay down and never say anything, never stand for anything. That's not the point at all. I'm saying live humbly, live as Jesus did. Jesus stood strong where he had to stand strong. And he laid down his life where he had to lay down his life. He shows us that balance perfectly. And that's why he has to be our example. Otherwise, we'll go too far one way or the other. 
So next time you're embarrassed like I was, next time pride becomes apparent, next time you're not willing to say that you're wrong, not willing to say that someone else is right, next time you're not willing to listen to a parent or a boss or a coworker or a friend, whatever it is, I encourage you, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage all of us to reject pride and avoid disgrace. I want to encourage us to embrace humility, the humility of Jesus, and welcome true godly wisdom. Sandra, will you come and play just as we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you, God. We pray that you would help us to see your word, to see um, true wisdom in the person of Jesus. That we would be encouraged to live differently, to reject our own pride, thinking too highly of ourselves. And to embrace humility and wisdom. That we would see your kingdom for how it is and that we would be a part of it. God, help us to do that. Lord, we pray for these students, these graduates, that they would be true seekers of your wisdom. Seekers of the wisdom of your word. That they would truly be humble. That they would live as you lived. And die to themselves. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Let it be so. Amen. Amen. Let's all turn to our feet. Yes. Amen. The greatest example is Christ himself. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for a good reminder, Pastor Chandler. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I made a prayer, God humbled me. And then I realized as I read God's word, when God humbles someone, that's a punishment. That's why he says, humble yourself before the Lord, and then he will lift you up. And so it's great encouragement to, you know, to not think too highly of yourself. I, I don't know. It's just, I always remember one of the sayings, you know, we talk about having a servant's heart and wanting to serve. And how do you know you have a servant's heart? Is how you respond when someone treats you like a servant because we don't like being used as a doormat and everything else but let me encourage you when you serve the Lord when you serve you serve the Lord you don't serve for a compliment or anything else but amen amen we're going to have in a little a uh, few minutes I think y'all almost set up we're going to have a little uh, uh, cake and punch and celebrate with our graduates at this time and we want to uh, congratulate them uh, on what they've accomplished and also we thank God for what he is going to keep doing in their lives. Amen. Let's pray for wisdom. God will direct their paths. Father God, we thank you once again for this day, Lord. We just thank you that we can gather in your presence, Lord. Lord, and celebrate, God, with these graduates today, God, Lord. And I pray, God, that your hand will be upon them, God. Lord, your wisdom, your Holy Spirit, will, God, will lead them, will guide them, God, Lord. In the times of God, when they need them the most, God, Lord, I pray that your presence will be real to them, Lord. I pray, God, that once again, God, Lord, you will lead them. You will direct them, God. Thank you, God, Lord. I pray you open doors. Lord, open, Lord, ways, God, in which you just remind them of your faithfulness, Lord. May they rely on you and your strength, God, as they make and navigate their way through life. Thank you, Father, once again, Lord. We just bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Make sure you grab some cake and punch and make sure to...
congratulate a graduate.